G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Sin. Now, there's a word that goes down like a lead balloon. It's a bit, well, for many people, it feels like some old-fashioned religious concept from the past. But the facts are that even though it's become something of a four-letter word, sin is the greatest malady in this world today. Bernie Diamond, and welcome to the program today as we kick off a new series of messages called Reaping the Harvest of Righteousness. And please do stick with me because at the end of today's message, I'll be telling you about our latest life application booklet. It's called Laying Hold of Your New Life. I'd love to send you a free copy to help you live out the abundant life that Jesus died and rose again to bring you. It's Monday again, and the weeks march by inexorably, don't they? Amazing. Now, something that strikes me as I look around the world in which we live is that we live in a world where just about anything goes. Even in my short lifetime, just on a half a century, which in the overall scheme of history is like a drop in the ocean, things have changed radically. Let me give you an example. When I was young, a woman falling pregnant outside marriage was a matter of great shame. Today... It's a lifestyle choice that many women make. Many, many couples choose to live together without making the commitment of marriage. And just in case you think I'm plucking that out of the air, the statistics tell us that in Australia at least, cohabitation before marriage has increased, wait for this, from 18% of couples in 1975 to almost 60% today. It's gone from being the exception to almost being the norm just the way things are these days. And divorce rates, again, using Australian statistics, the number of divorces has jumped dramatically in my lifetime, from around 7,000 in 1959 to around 50,000 this year, with some 43% of marriages ending in divorce. Things have changed, definitely changed. Question is, what's going on? You know, sometimes you hear people thumbing the table, telling us how bad things are these days, not like the good old days when I was young. The implication is that this younger generation is, well, you know, they have no discipline and standards, and if only things were like they were back in the good old days. (laughs) Problem is that the good old days weren't really such good old days. Husbands still beat their wives back in the good old days. Children were still abused back in the good old days. Bad things still happen in the good old days too, let's be honest. So the last thing under the sun that I want to be doing is suggesting that we somehow turn back the clock so that things will be fine again just like they were in the good old days because A, we can't turn the clock back and B, even if we could, things weren't necessarily so grand back in those good old days. And there's a reason for that because from the moment Adam and Eve took their first bite of that apple from that one tree, the one tree in that beautiful, abundant, peaceful garden of which God said, don't eat the fruit of this tree. From that moment, there's been a whole thing going on in this world and it's called sin. Let's listen to the story. Genesis chapter 3. 
Now the serpent, he was craftier than the other wild animals that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God say you shall not eat from any tree in the garden? But the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the middle of the garden, nor shall you touch it, or you'll die. But the serpent said to the woman, You won't die, because God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate, and she also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made loincloths for themselves, and they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said, Where are you? He said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And God said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman whom you gave me, she gave me the fruit from the tree, and I ate. And the Lord God said to the woman, What is it that you have done? The woman said, The serpent tricked me, and I ate. Now you see, Things have changed in this world. We live in a world where anything goes, right? Well, just about anything. Many a moral standard of yesteryear seems old-fashioned and irrelevant and, and to many downright offensive. We're a whole bunch more relaxed about things these days compared to those rigid old rules from last century. So this notion of sin, of rebelling against God, of, of eating from the wrong tree, it seems kind of outdated, a, a throwback from the church of the 1950s. It feels, well... Irrelevant in this enlightened age in which we live, doesn't it? And there are some things from the past, okay, the way women were treated as chattels almost, that were terrible. Still happens in places around the world today, or, or treating people differently because of their skin colour or their nationality. So many flaws and faults in those rigid rules from the past, to be sure. And that, that's why this short three-letter word, sin, is something of a four-letter word these days, a dirty word, a nasty word, a word that implies moral judgment against the standards of some rigid and flawed rules from our childhood. But I'm not so much talking about those, about man-made rules. The thing, the thing that ushered pain and suffering into this world was our rebellion against God, starting with Adam and Eve in the garden. Read on in chapter 3 of that book of Genesis, and we find that there were some serious consequences to their actions, painful consequences. So, whilst sin is a word that seems to carry a whole bunch of religious baggage around with it, actually it speaks of our rebellion against God. And that word sin, as it's used in the Bible, means literally to miss the mark, to miss the whole point, to miss out on your share. And that's the consequence of our rebellion against God. It's not this thing that there are a whole bunch of rigid rules we have to follow in order to, to get our ticket docked so we can get into heaven. That, that's not it. The point is that God is a God who loves us. He loves you. He loves me beyond anything we can imagine love to be. Writes the Apostle Paul to his friends in Ephesus, Ephesians chapter 3, verses 18 and 19. He says, I pray that you may have the power to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. 
In other words, he loves us so much, more than words can ever say. So when we turn our backs on him, when we decide to live our lives our way, when we adopt this anything-goes attitude, there are consequences. I mean, simple things. Eat too much of the wrong stuff, it'll ruin your health. Work too hard and don't get enough rest, it'll ruin your life. Play too hard, drink too hard, it'll ruin your health and your relationships. Cause and effect. Come on, this is not rocket science. It's as plain as the nose on your face and mine. There are consequences. As much as we try and kid ourselves, as much as we try to tell ourselves that we can have anything, be anything, do anything, and it'll all be okay, we know that's a lie, and we know that there are always consequences. We've been duped into thinking that sin is some old-fashioned, irrelevant religious word from the past, when all along it's the greatest malady in our lives. When all along that rebellion is robbing us of the fruit of a good and healthy relationship with God. A God who loves us so much that he sent us his only son Jesus so that whoever believes in him wouldn't perish but instead would have eternal life. Sometimes with all that we have going on in life It's difficult, if not impossible, to understand what God's up to. But God, let me tell you, is in the business of transforming your life from one degree of glory to the next. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet. It's called Laying Hold of Your New Life, and it's full of life-changing practical Bible teaching to help you live out the abundant life that Jesus died and rose again to bring you. In fact, at the end of each chapter, you'll find some life application questions to help you think through and apply God's Word right into the realities of your life. You can request your free copy right now. Either stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send your free booklet straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Hey, thanks so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond, and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.